0: Hello and welcome to today's podcast interview coming to you from the Sweet World Conference in Las Vegas. My name's Phil Wainwright and I'm talking to someone who, like me, has about 20 years experience in the software as a service business. Uh, He's now Senior Vice President of Global Field Operations at Oracle NetSuite. Jason Maynard, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, it's
1: great to be on your podcast.
0: Yeah, well, absolutely. I've been waiting for you guys to do a podcast. This is a bit of a new thing for us. It's still a bit experimental. So we're going to have to see how it goes. Stop experimenting, just jump in, do (laughs) it. Keep doing it. We need more content from Diginomica. So well, here we are. So, and what I particularly was looking forward to in this conversation, because as I said, we both got this kind of experience going way back with with the cloud, um, and yet there's still businesses moving
1: to the cloud. I mean, why why is why are people not there yet? You know, it's so funny because we I think in the tech business we always underestimate how long it takes to really see full adoption of these technologies. Yeah. Right. It, it, it's harder than right. people think yeah. to actually make a move. Yeah. And so, yeah, even if we were we've been Looking at we didn't call it cloud back in the days, but right if you think about everything from service oriented architecture, ASPs in mm-hmm. the late '90s, early 2000s, yep. and SaaS starting to rise, obviously from Netsuite and other companies, yep. you know around that time, it takes a long time, right? It takes a long time I for a and mainstream. And we do
0: love these buzzwords, don't we? To to really because you mentioned that in in your talk, this buzzwords morning. are
1: my favorite thing. Right. Very, very sarcastic here. No, I think <laughs> the tech industry it, like it's. You know, the TLA soup, Mm three-letter acronym soup drives me absolutely bananas. It's it's like when you can't explain something clearly, what you do is you create a three-letter acronym to confuse everybody so they think you're smarter than you actually are. That's my that's my very well, cynical yeah, view of Silicon I, Valley. I think you're
0: absolutely right. You're absolutely right, and I, I think and you also kind of blew up digital transformation
1: as a term this morning, didn't you? I did. That yeah. is my my least favorite term. I think yeah. digital transformation is sort of empty calories. Uh-huh. I think yeah. it's it's sort of a fancy way to describe people who haven't adopted the internet yet. <laughs> if I can be yeah. so cynical.
0: No, I, I think you're absolutely right. But I, I think it's part of the. Problem is that we talk about the technology as if that's the end yeah. result, as that's the thing, and it's not, is it?
1: Look, I'm, I'm a recovering Wall Street analyst, <laughs> right? And so, you know, I was guilty of this many of these things that I'm, uh, you know, accusing the industry of. But, you know, since I've been on the operating side of the business for the last four years, uh, you know, I spend more time helping our customers solve problems, mm-hmm. and no customer ever has walked up to me and said, "Hey, you know, I really got an AI chatbot problem." <laughs> I, right. have right. yeah. I have not uh, yeah, heard that. I have not heard about the AI chatbot problem. They haven't yeah. walked up and said, you know, I'm really looking forward to dis- digitally transforming my blockchain with AOI. I'm like, I don't know what these <laughs> words mean, right? What customers have problems with is they're like, hey, I got to grow my revenue faster, right. or I'm buying a company yeah. that has got a complementary product and I got to figure out how to integrate it, or yeah. I got to grow my gross margins, or you know, my expenses are climbing too fast, how do we keep costs under control? Or I have to deal with the complex regulation uh, from FASB or from IFRS or whatever it is, and there's soon new tax laws that I gotta deal with. That, those are the problems. Yeah. And it, it, everybody has a problem, they don't have a technology No, well, they they don't, but I think everyone knows that,
0: you know, digital technology, it is part of the solution. It is part of the solution. It's the enablement. Yes. But but the technology vendors just come along and say, yeah, well, here you are, here's some technology, you're sorted now. And of course it's
1: not true, is it? It is, you know, this is the difference between being a product company and being a service company, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's software as a service, right? Right. Which means you are delivering a service. Mm -hmm. You're selling a subscription, right? That's the unit, if you will, it's a subscription. And, you know, I, I use an example like Netflix right netflix sort of i think is an interesting consumer example where netflix encourages you every day to binge watch as many shows as you possibly want right and they do that because they know the more content you consume the stickier you are and the less likely you are to churn right yeah. and they t- educate you all the way through every time about, hey, if you watch this show and you're finished with the series, go look at the next season, right? right. Or if you liked this, you'll like that, right? Mm-hmm. And they continue to add value to their subscription without an expectation of actually making more money with that. Right. The technology vendors, if, you, if you're a product company, you've got to reorient your entire organization, your company, your business model, your support, everything you do to being a service provider. I mean, we've done that for 20 years in terms of delivering a service, but it's really hard.
0: But we have, and I think that the the industry has gone wrong in terms of saying, like, it's software as a service, it's going to the cloud, and not actually articulating that it wasn't just, because everyone perceived that it was just taking the technology they were using and just moving it somewhere else. Yes. Um, But actually, when you moved it that somewhere else, in the cloud, on the internet, the thing that made the difference was that it was connected it's the vendor stayed connected to the customer. Uh, the the customer was using the software every day in a way that the vendor could be in touch with. Yes. And and that has delivered a completely different business model. And that as a service model is now actually shifting into every industry as all customers get connected and so you know we I'm I'm ashamed to say this but we have our own buzzword at Diginomica that we like to use I mean it's not a new one it's it's but we pronounce it differently Exas, which stands for everything as a service but it's this whole move but kind of to me the, the the underlying thing of this is this it's like a virtuous circle of engagement with the customer of monitoring how the product is doing and then delivering better outcomes and improving over time. No
1: 100% I think you're totally right which is it's we've the, you know, the the world has sort of shifted obviously with the dissemination of you know broadband and internet and yeah. mobile phones and all the underlying technology that makes it easier to stay connected right whether you're you know any place you can be you can access you know your financials on your phone if yeah. you're a customer, right? But yeah. but even bigger than that, it's just everything we do. We're we're more connected, right? As a society, yeah. right? We're more connected to yeah. your state and local government, whatever it is. Well, like especially
0: after the smartphone. I think the smartphone mm-hmm. came out really changed things. Yeah. So that was just ten years ago now with the the, the the launch of the iPhone. But but that kind of really puts... because you know in the early days of of the SaaS providers when Netsuite first launched, it was. Um, you know that there just wasn't the connectivity, yeah. and that held people back. I think yeah. a, a lot. But once you got those smartphones out there, that was the missing final piece, really. And then, along with that, ge- that generated the kind of proliferation of, of, of broadband and and the the, the the pervasive connectivity that we've got now. Mm-hmm. And and that's one of the driving forces, I think, changing changing how people do business.
1: No, I think you're totally right. I think it's 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 had a bigger impact probably
0: than people appreciate. Yeah, in, in and that's the key thing because, and this is another thing that you've announced today, isn't it, that that kind of, I, I think that the vendors, the technology vendors have got this duty to educate their customers, help their customers understand what the potential is, and and, and so uh, this Brainyard thing that
1: you've yes. introduced today, yes. that's kind of, I, I like that. I think that's pretty good. Thank you. No, we, we look, it was a, the, the 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 inspiration for Brainyard, um, we launched it today at Sweet World, was really simple. When we, yeah, probably three four years ago, created Sweet Success, we took all the best minds inside of Netsuite, whether it was product or, or and Sweet Success, you better explain what that is. Okay, I'll explain. Sweet Success was a brand new way that we wanted to engage with our customers. Mm-hmm. We wanted to deliver them what we sold, and obviously make sure on day one when they went live, everything that we talked about in the process was what they were gonna end up getting. So whatever role you're in, that would show up as a KPI on your dashboard, right? And so we changed entirely. Okay,
0: so instead of just throwing the technology over the wall and saying, here you are, Mr. Customer, now set it up and get it working for your business, you actually gave them a pre-packaged implementation so that they could get started
1: faster. And it was was more than just an implementation methodology Mm -hmm. because it changed the way that we thought about building our product. Yeah. Right. It changed the way that we sold it. Right. From an implementation standpoint, what we did is we took standard NetSuite mm. and we pre-configured. Right. And, and we use this term. We say we like to engineer PS professional services hours out of every implementation. Right. And so our goal was like, why would we want to tax our customers? Yeah. With unnecessary implementation costs. Right. right, and and, and impede and, and their ability as well to get well impede yeah. their ability to get to time to value as yeah. fast as they can. Yeah. And so, we took all of our leading practices from you know, sixteen thousand customers in the cloud across all these industries, and then we said, well, we know a software company looks a little different than a wholesale distributor, right? A retailer is not like a nonprofit, and so we have we're organized by these industries internally. So let's manifest that into what they consume with Netsuite. Right, and so. That was sort of sweet success, and we launched that three and a half, four years ago. It's 99% of everything we basically sell today is sweet success, and, and for us, the, the most important metric on all of this mm. was NPS, Net Promoter Score. Right. So our Net Promoter Score has gone up 30, 40% since we implemented and provided this, I'll call it prescriptive approach. That is pretty impressive,
0: isn't it? That, I mean, especially for ERP, which is not everyone's
1: favorite product, You know, I think it's, I think we knew that just moving to the cloud wasn't good enough Mm -hmm. and that this was sort of that next layer when we had to go, okay, hey, look, ultimately all business applications, I would say, evolve into having to be relevant to the industry or the domain, right? It's all about solving a business problem. It's not just about the technology. Yeah,
0: yeah, because no one actually ever bought software just because they like software. Correct, Right. (laughs) right?
1: And so that was the first step. And then one of the things that sort of inspired us to do this is that we have groups inside of NetSuite who were, you know, the, we call them the value consulting team. So they would come in and yeah. they would help advise. So, so
0: this, is, this is, now we're talking about Brainyard. We, now we're talking about got, Brainyard, We've yeah. got Suite Success, which kind of helps people make the most of the product. Yep.
1: Uh, so Brainyard, what does that add? That's sort of the next step, yep. the next phase. And so the question that everybody asked was, great, you set up this amazing dashboard with all of the key performance indicators, how am I doing? They're like, hey, you have all these customers running on Netsuite. What's the best number mm-hmm. for a day's sale outstanding? I'm a software company. If my DSO is 58 days, is that good or bad? Yeah. And we actually know the answer, right? right? And so what happened is, you know. We but if you know your, your customers actually know the answer, but collectively you can look at that. We can help them yeah. benchmark how right. they're doing against sort of the industry norms and averages. Yeah. And so we work with third-party providers to help sort of aggregate that information. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we did with Brainyard is we said, how do we take all the research that we put into these industries, how do we take all of the benchmarking data, turn it into practical, actionable advice to improve performance? And so... We had all this information, by the way, sitting inside a NetSuite for the last 20 years. It was stuck in PowerPoint decks, it was stuck in spreadsheets, Mm -hmm. right? It was stuck in all sorts of things that we could never get that information to our customers. Right. And so what we decided to do, and I remember the the day that we were going through this like amazing slide deck. It was 60 slides and it was about the retail industry and it was how to evolve from brick and mortar to online and set up a multi-channel environment. I was going through these slides, and I was like, my God, there is just a treasure trove of insight in here. I'm like, no wonder people like this product. And we said, well, how do customers get access to it? And they said, well, if they're lucky enough, maybe they can schedule a one-on-one meeting <laughs> with one of our industry principals. Right. And I'm like, well, that doesn't scale. Like, that's not an easy way to consume the content. Right. That's so, very old-fashioned, isn't it? It's very old school. Yeah. I mean, we were doing it. And I, we said, well, look, how can we sort of I like to say pop the hood open on NetSuite mm-hmm. and we'll show you what the motor looks like. We'll show you how it works, right? right? We'll show you how we actually do this. And it was sort of the idea of like, well, there's ways you can do it. There's expensive proprietary research that you can buy. There's tech vendors like ourselves who didn't know how to disseminate it. And we said, well, what if we put an initiative together where we unlock all of this knowledge and just give it to our customers? Yeah, because they're asking the questions anyways. So why don't <laughs> yeah. we just give it to them? Right, and then we can have a better dialogue about okay, what are the four things you can do to improve your DSO? So we're not yeah. th- we're not just trying to sell you software. Ultimately, when Evan started this company, his mission was I got to help entrepreneurs succeed. It's so hard to run a business. You fast forward twenty years, you know we're looking at a business and you know they're like, hey, your software is great, but. I've got a margin problem. How do I improve my gross margins? Yeah. We want to help you do that. that. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, that's where the that's where the gold that's is. That's
0: why people bought the software in the first place. That was the it? dream. They wanted their business to run better. And and
1: so software can't be your, a box
0: of hope. Right. right? It
1: can't be a box of promises, right? You got to <laughs> yeah. deliver the you no, got to deliver the dream. Is, but yeah.
0: So so sharing that knowledge, making it open and and you know, maybe that that's and, and actually, you know, it's all part of this iterative model as well, isn't it? Because you're opening up this knowledge base. That's going to actually mean that your customers advance faster, which feeds back into the collective wisdom of the customer base that, well, that people can benefit well, from.
1: Well, and, you know, you may have a... Maybe, you have, maybe today the number one thing that would improve your cash flow is DSO. We'll use this, this as the example. Day so sales the, outstanding, yeah. right? In terms of your, how quick you, you collect the cash from a, from a customer. Well, we'll try and help you solve that problem because that'll be the highest order problem. If we benchmark we can identify where do you need the most help. Maybe once you solve that, then you can look at other things right in your business and then you know, you can sort of tap into that. But it's yeah. it's all about how do you prioritize your scarce time and resources and make sure you're getting the most value out of NetSuite as you possibly can. That's the that's the dream. That's right. the vision. And that's what we yeah. what we announced today.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think you know it, it, it's a testament to the power of the model that you feel driven to do this because you're delivering your product as a service, because you're connected to your customers, and because you can then use that connected infrastructure to help your customers you, m- make more out of the product, mm-hmm. do more with the product. It's and all I about think making that them happy. And that is the, that, but the, that connected model of doing business is something that, to me, is becoming very pervasive. And, and so that the software industry, I think, is leading the way in a way that other industries are going to have to follow as as everything becomes
1: more connected. You're seeing it, though, in a lot of other places. And I mean, one of the things that, you know, Evan and I talk about was, you know, he's a big Peloton fan. Yeah. Right. So Pel-
0: Peloton, yeah. The so Peloton's connected, right? Peloton right.
1: tells you, oh, well, you know what? Hey, if you want to so, hit so your Peloton, exercise goal. So they have
0: these exercise bikes, and you yeah. can use them at home, but you also connect it into Correct. the community of other users. Yeah. yeah.
1: And and they'll, t- you know, if your goal is you want to lose ten pounds, and you need to, to lose ten pounds, you need to burn this many calories. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. can get a you can get a report from Peloton about how you're progressing to your fitness goals.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, we look at it yeah. and
1: say, hey, you know, maybe you don't need to lose ten pounds in your business, but you need to reduce that DSO metric, or you right. need to. you know reduce spoilage or you need to improve gross margin by a hundred basis points Mm -hmm. you know we're gonna help you get in shape we're gonna get you in business right yeah flex those muscles (laughs) do the calisthenics get your cardio whatever it is
0: yeah yeah so well okay that's been great talking I think we need to wrap up but um, uh, I was just thinking we're in Las Vegas walking around so much at the moment. My step count has been enormous the past few days. I'm, so
1: I'm glad to hear that. We'll, we'll keep
0: walking. Keep roaming the <laughs> floors. Um, Stay in shape. Oh, <laughs> thanks very much, Jason. So I'm just going to wrap up. Listeners, if you'd like to keep up to date with all things excess which, as I said, is you know our own little buzzword. I We like try that and one. make sense of it. Um, uh, just search for the Xs Effect to sign up for our regular email newsletter and you can also download our e-book our, or d-book, as we like to call it, on that. Um, so we'll thanks Jason Maynard from NetSuite Uh, I'm Phil Wainwright and this has been a Digital podcast